I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be being centered versus diminished. Well, I've got three emails that I'm going to go through with you today. The f first two are from guys, and the third one is from a woman. And the first guy, his problem is, is that every time in his life he's ever gone out on dates with the kind of women he's always wanted, in other words, his idea of what his dream woman is, he's usually okay for the first or second date and then he just totally loses his shit and comes unglued. So after he came across my work, he's like, now I got it. Okay, I know what to do. Meets a new really awesome woman and has two great first dates or the first two dates are fantastic and then after the third date he just totally lost his shit once again and just completely reverted right back to his old ways got blown off and now he's thinking what the fuck the second guy grew up in a very abusive household and he found out about my work through his brother who credits my work with helping to save his marriage and it's completely – what he's learned when he's been applying the book is that it's completely changed the way women interact with him. He says it feels kind of weird doing the opposite of what he feels compelled to do but at the same time it also feels natural. And so he feels more excited, more powerful, more forceful in his life and going for the things that he's always wanted instead of holding back and women are really responding well. And the third one is from a woman who had been in – in an on and off again type of relationship with a guy over the last three years but he was really kind of treating her more like a booty call and a placeholder maybe in hopes that he gets his ex back that he really wants or finding somebody else. In the last couple of months, she's maintained her strength because she pushed this guy away and says, you can't basically can't give me what I want and yet he's continued reaching out but she's been able to remain centered and not come unglued and not go back to this on again, off again, unhealthy relationship. So I got a quote that I wrote on this particular topic and then we're going to go through the emails. And this is something I know I struggle with and it's – and I remember after – and I wrote about this in my book after my divorce in my mid-20s when I was like, this is it. I'm going to figure this shit out one way or another. And I was still learning and fumbling along because it's like – it's the worst feeling in the world when you screw screw something up with a really awesome person, whether you're a man or a woman, the kind of person you feel like just knocks your socks off and the kind of person you've always dreamed of being with and those really sting because those kind of people, they don't come along every day. Just like I, I've mentioned many times in previous videos, it's how often do you meet a new best friend? It doesn't happen but when you do meet somebody and you just click from the beginning, they're just like always in your life and when it comes to dating members of the opposite sex or having lovers, it's like if you can't – if you lose your shit every time, you're going to screw it up and you're going to chase the other person away. So it's something that we all struggle with, not only in our personal lives but just doing the right thing in business or in the middle of a sales negotiation. If you become fearful and you lose your shit, you give all your power away and you're not going to end up getting the things that you want. So with that said, let's go through the quote and then we'll get to the first guy's email. The quote says, failure is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently by learning from your mistakes, adapting your approach, modeling what others do that makes them successful and taking action based upon the lessons learned from your previous failures. 
Successful people know that failure is a necessary, unavoidable, and essential component of mastering anything that you want to become great at. Unsuccessful people use failure as an excuse to quit and give up. Trials, tribulations, hardships, setbacks, challenges, and obstacles are the friction that will polish you into a finely tuned instrument of success, mastery, and manifestation. Much like gems are made valuable by polishing with abrasives. So let's go through the first guy's email. He says, hey, Corey, long story short, I'm an average looking good guy. I have a good job. I'm well liked and confident in most aspects of life. Just like me, when I was in my 20s, I was very confident in my own abilities to succeed and get the things I wanted in my business and career. But when it came to dating really amazing women, my, what my idea of the dream one was, I would lose my shit and chase them away every time. And, and when I was younger, I didn't really understand what was different. I couldn't see that when I started dating somebody I really liked, I tended to put them on a pedestal, kiss their ass, be extra nice to them. I got treated like a doormat and after the second or third date, I could never get them on the phone again. And that's incredibly frustrating. And even when I would run into those girls later on – maybe a few weeks or a few months later or try to talk to them. It's just I never could get a straight answer that made any sense that was helpful. And I talk about that in detail in the book. He says, however, I'm a fuck up with women. Think about what you just said. I am a fuck up. I am. That's a very powerful statement when you say I am. That's a declaration to the universe. This is who I am. This is what I'm all about. And remember, people will act consistently with how, who they view themselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. He believes he's a fuck-up with women. If that's how you think, that's how you believe, that's what your experiences are, then you meet a really great girl. And if you believe that, you're going to act in ways that are congruent with that. The key is when you recognize you, – if you look at it and say, I've always been a fuck-up with women in the past. But from this point forward, I'm fucking done with that shit. I'm going to do the right thing. And I wrote about this in my book with the first woman I really got to experience real true love and joy with and who felt the same way. It was so fucking hard to go against those feelings because these are things that I learned when I was a kid. And I was emotionally conditioned to think, act and be this way. But at that point in my life, I was like 30, 31 years old and I just had so much history of failure that I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite of what I've always done and I'm going to resist those urges to reach out and do things that have always turned women off in the past. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't matter because I know at that point I had learned what always led to fit my failures in the past. So I, had, I really had nothing to lose because I'd always lost those women 100% of the time in the past. So if I did the opposite of what I'd always done and if I exercised emotional self-control, hopefully it would turn out better. And I really struggled with that and you know it was a long process. It took me about a year and a half to really get it right with that girl to where things became effortless and easy and magical and I got to have that experience that up until that point in my life, 30, 31, 32 years old, it had only been a fantasy. And it sucks to be 
I mean, that old and experiencing it, but with what I do in life, when, when you look at it, most people, most men and most women will never know what it's like to be with somebody that they're head over heels in love with and who feels the same way. They'll go their whole lives having mediocre lovers, mediocre relationships, mediocre friendships, mediocre jobs, mediocre businesses and never reach their full potential and they get on their deathbed and all they do is they look back in their life, I wish I'd have done this, I wish I'd have done that, I wish I'd have taken more risks, I wish I'd spent more time with my friends, I wish I'd have really gone for the things I wanted. At least if you go for the things that you want and you learn from your mistakes, eventually over time you will get better. I have one chick that I hook up with on a regular basis, no feelings, no strings, no problems. And so obviously he does everything right with that girl because he's not that into her. And so it's easy to exercise emotional self-control when you really don't feel like you have anything to lose. But when you really care, you're in a fearful state, you don't believe you deserve it, and then you act in ways that are congruent with that. An amazing chick I met from work was all over me. I asked her out and she was blowing up my phone. And it's like when that happens and you experience that and the girl's blowing, you're really thinking, I got it. I got it all figured out. And if you're not paying attention or you don't know the book backwards and forwards, you go back, you revert right back to it. It's really hard to overcome it, but you can do it with time and repetition. I promised myself that I wasn't going to do what I did in the past. This time would be different. In, this, in a span of two dates, both went well and after three weeks, I proceeded to fuck up in every way that I always do. So he behaved in ways that were congruent with how he viewed himself to be. What did he say before? I'm a fuck up with women. That's his model of the world. That's what he believes. And that's what he went back to. He started liking the girl. He made a little bit of progress. He was in his third week of dating with her. She's blowing up his phone. He gets a little full of himself. He thinks, I got this. This is great. Smooth sailing from here on out. And it's so hard. It's like you, you talk yourself into it. You talk your, And this is where knowing the book backwards and forwards really comes in handy. Because if you just have kind of thumbed through the book or you've watched a few videos here and there and cherry-picked a few things, you'll do better. But if you don't know it backwards and forwards, it's really hard to undo that programming because it's against everything that you feel inside. She saw it through my insecurities like I was made of glass and blew me off. Where do I go from here? Well, you learn from it. How, how fun was that experience? It's like you've got to think about it. People will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. So in the future, the next time you're in this situation, the idea is to remember the pain of this being blown off this with this most recent one, the pain of all the ones in the past. And it's like I, like I said, I eventually got to the point where that had happened so many times and I had been hurt so much by it. I was just like, fuck it. If she blows me off – because I'm doing the opposite of what I always used to do, then at least I exercise control. I got a little better. And eventually, if you've read the book, you know that it, it paid off. And if I hadn't been strong enough to do that, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Who knows where I'd be or, or what I'd be doing? Where do I go from here? Try to get a little better. 
and next time you're in that situation, you feel those urges to, to go. The biggest thing I would say, you just don't know the book well enough. You haven't practiced it enough. You haven't dated enough other women. And then somebody – because like you just never know when these women are coming. That's why I harp on it so much and people go, I'm tired of you hearing saying read the book 10 to 15 times. Well, as a coach, I teach fundamentals. That's like saying, oh, well, Tom Brady gets tired of throwing passes in a football game or Peyton Manning gets tired of throwing passes or LeBron James gets tired of shooting baskets or Kobe Bryant for that matter. He gets tired of shooting – or Michael Jordan even though Michael Jordan has been out of the league for I guess about 15, 16 years now. I don't know if you've ever watched the guy when he gets on the court and he works with his his team, he can still knock down those fucking shots. He's still he still got it. The idea is to try to get a little better each and every day. Repetition is the mother of skill, and if you're not practicing, you can't possibly expect to get any better. Be in the moment, do the right thing thing you can't go back in the past you don't have a time machine you gotta focus on what do i need to do right now in the present moment because what happens is you get all in your head and you start worrying about whether or not it's going to work out and you get all it's a girl blowing up your phone you think oh well okay i can just call her a little bit more because she's really into me but it's like when you start to see her back off you gotta back off let's just go through the second email he says, hey, Corey, first off, thank you for saving my brother's marriage. Well, you know what? The reason your brother's marriage got saved is because he read the material and he applied it and he got results. He did the exact opposite of what he had always done because he realized he finally got to a point where he said enough is enough. I can't keep doing what I've always done because I'll continue to get what I've always got. And he decided to exercise emotional self-control because what were the consequences? Otherwise... His wife was going to leave him and end the marriage. That's a pretty painful thing. It's not fun going through a divorce, whether you have kids or not. It's expensive and it's unpleasant. And most of the time when attorneys get involved, they're there to bill you by the hour. And the longer they can keep the conflict going, the more money they make. It's nothing personal. It's just business. My brother recommended that I read your book based on our parents raising us all as betas. After hearing his explanation of the changes in his life, I ordered your book. I'm in the middle of my second read through. 10 to 15 times, dude. A little background on me. I was a very aggressive ADHD kid. That scared the crap out of my parents who decided that beating any hint of aggression out of me was a solution. Oh, that's pretty much my parents. It was either ignore me or beat the crap out of me until they got the desired behavior. And all that does is cause you to withdraw and get in your head and try to avoid your family. And it also makes you doubt yourself, especially when you never hear, I'm proud of you, I love you, you're doing so great. I never heard that once growing up. And you can choose to let the, that, the fact that you came from that kind of a background destroy you and ruin you for life or you can – Look at, your, look at the way you've grown up and said, fuck this shit. I'm going to be better. I'm not going to let them destroy my inner belief in myself. I'm going to succeed in spite of my parents. I was raised to be the farthest extreme of beta male that anyone could imagine mixed with extreme low self-esteem. I felt like I was worthless. I was worth less than a bag of dog food most of my life. Again, that's 
choices. It's a belief. You chose to assign a meaning to your life circumstances and your background that was not very empowering to you. And then without a better operating system, if you will, it's like if you look at like the stuff that I teach really is you think of it like software for a computer. It's like software for your brain. It's a different way of thinking and going about the world than the average person goes about it. That's why I say all the time, I'm not any better than anybody else or you or anybody for that matter. The only difference between me and the average person is that I tend to apply better success principles than most people do when I teach those. I put those all in the book. I talk about them over and over in my videos and when you apply the things that I teach, even if you think I'm a jackass and I don't know what I'm talking about, you will see that they work for you. I'm 40, divorced, financially forced to live with family and trying to put my life back together or really together for the first time. I have a case of depression so bad that my last three therapists were hard to convince that I have never attempted suicide. I know you're not a psychologist, but I'm looking for that from you. Well, I'm a coach. My job as a coach is to help you get what you want. It's like if you've looked at my website, what it says in the top of it, it says enlightened self-help. It comes from an enlightened spiritual perspective. And at the end of the day, truth, unless it's your own personal truth, is still untruth. If you can't see this stuff works for yourself, it's worthless. That's why you got to apply it. They haven't been able to help me and I'm sure you can picture how much all of that works as a woman repellent. Yeah, no one's here. Yeah, I got three different therapists and none of them could figure out what the fuck's wrong with me. It's, you know, it's kind of a buzz. That's not very attractive. When I apply this, and what's interesting is therapy can help you to a degree. And, that, and the really good therapist, the really good psychologist, let's say, go out and get yourself a life coach, somebody to help you with your goals and your outlook on life and overcoming challenges. And moving forward in spite of fears or things not going well. When I apply the stuff from your book, it's like a whole world opens up to me. Opportunities at work open up. My self-esteem goes through the roof. Women go out of their way to be around me. Because what happens is there's so few people in this world that are lit up on the inside. That are marching to the beat of their own drum. And they really don't give a fuck what other people think. It's like if you look at the presidential race, who's who's in number one place? doesn't matter what, what party you belong to or if you belong to any of them. Right now, Trump's ahead and Bernie Sanders is, is ahead. And what do those two guys have in common? They speak their truth. They do what they feel is right and they don't cave to pressure from pundits, politicians, people in their own party or haters. They do what they feel is right and that's what I think is so great about both those candidates. And the way things keep going, I really believe that it's going to be Trump versus Bernie Sanders, which I think is great because for the first time in my life, we'll have two authentic people who are not so fucking weak. They just cave in order to be politically correct and accepted. Their attitude is, this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. If you like it, great. Support me. If you don't, that's okay too. I keep messing things up with women but that's just because I'm only on my second read through and haven't had enough time to fully internalize it all. Also, I'm still living at my sister's house so I don't have anywhere to take a woman 
yet. Well, get a little studio. Figure it out, dude. Get a part-time job if you have to to make enough extra money so you can have a little bachelor pad. You got to find – there's always a way if you're committed as Tony Robbins would say. If it's important enough to you and if it's emotionally compelling enough to you, you will find a way. I am told by family they see big positive changes in me and I've come to realize the alpha my parents beat out of me is my real nature. It's not that they beat it out of you. It's just that you chose to live your life according to their expectations. You chose to live according to their limited view of who they thought you were. You bought into that bullshit. And now by reading the book and applying these things, you see through it. And now you're living your life according to what makes you happy. And that's what's important because the only way you're going to be really truly happy and successful in life is if you move towards the things you want and you tune out all the haters and all the people that are trying to hold you back and get in the way. And the world is full of them. The aggression I had as a kid was the alpha in me that never truly went away. It's inside all of us. All of us have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. It's just depending on which one is more dominant and acting in ways that are congruent with your natural dominant essence. You basically put on a mask because of what your parents tried to force on you and now you're taking that mask off and you don't give a fuck what other people think. It's like like I said, you look at Trump or Bernie Sanders. Look at all the hate that's thrown their way. Look at the the Democratic establishment, how they go after Bernie Sanders and look at the GOP establishment, how they go after Trump and the media likewise and they don't care. They're going to do what they feel is right and that's what I think is so amazing at this point in history. I've never seen that in my life before. I've grown up my whole life and just seen a bunch of politicians that they look at a poll or a focus group says this or that or a consultant says, well, you should say this or you should say that and then I'll give you a good shot in the debates and That'll get you votes and I'm tired of people that are like that. I'm tired of people that don't have a fucking spine to stand up and do what's right. It's like what Martin Luther King said. The time is always right to do what is right. I've been living my whole life in a state of mind that's against my true nature. My drive to go out and get what I want out of life was non-existent and now it's powerful. It's just simply because you chose to believe that it wasn't in the cards for you. And now you have the operating system, my book, my videos and my articles to show you how to go through life. Women are acting very differently around me. It feels weird. I'm not used to all this but at the same time, it feels so right. I'm excited to see where I can take my life and I'm not going to let anything stop me anymore. That's the way it should be. Like I've said many times in the past, you're a divine being. We're all divine beings here having a human experience. And the more you can do things that are aligned with your truth and your heart and what feels right to you and tune out all the bullshit and the static from other people, in the long run, the happier you're going to be. But you got to make sure you cut the haters out of your life because they're just going to simply get in the way if you allow them, just like you allowed your parents to get in the way because you believed the bullshit that they told you. I will keep you updated on my progress. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. It's my purpose. This is what I was put on this earth to do. I'm just doing – it's like one of my favorite parts in The Matrix. It's 
I can't remember who said it. What character said it? I think I may, may have been the um, ah, was the Oracle. We're all here to do what we're all here to do. I think that is so fucking cool. So let's go through the third email, which is from a woman. She says, hey, Coach Corey Wayne, I would like to get some one-on-one email coaching. Please advise of the price. Well, if you'd like to get coaching, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and book whichever option, email coaching or phone or Skype coaching, whichever works for you. I've been following your work for some time now. I believe in your method and I'm sure it really works for men. Most of your information is related to a male. I try to switch the role and use the same method. Really what I teach is not so much for guys only. It's really human nature, what men and women naturally emotionally respond to, why people do what they do. And when you understand that and you understand how your own beliefs and your own worldview, your model of the world affects how you show up in life, then you're the master of your fate, if you will. My situation is similar to a lot of what you speak about. I have an ex that I was dealing with on and off for three years. When I met him, he had just broken up with an ex. I did not know it at the time of meeting him. However, I soon figured it out. It took him a while to really commit to just me. He kept saying he wasn't ready for a relationship. Lesson learned. Remember what Maya Angelou said. When someone tells you who they are, believe them. Now, it doesn't mean you just believe it blindly, hook, line, and sinker. But when someone says something like that, I'm not ready for a relationship. Remember, like the the quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, I always – if I said that right. You must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. Give them the freedom to choose you or not. You want somebody who is not sitting on the fence or can't make up their mind about you. You want somebody who would literally jump fences to be with you. And if they don't think you're worth it, why waste your fucking time with them? Throughout the relationship, he went back and forth between his ex and me. Now I truly feel like this guy does have true feelings for me. His ex and I are completely different and I believe he needed something that both of us have. Well, if he's vacillating back and forth between you and her, as my Brazilian girlfriend would say, He's a pussy. She always hated when I made fun of her accent. And I loved the way she talked. That was a crazy thing about it. I have an ex-girlfriend. I, she hates it when I call her my ex-girlfriend. But we, we've been friends ever since we split up. And what I love about like when I talk to her because she's from the UK is that all we do is make fun of each other and try to imitate each other's accents and the way we speak. And we giggle and laugh the whole time like fucking four and five-year-olds. And it's wonderful. Uh, she completely changed my life. All the great women that I've dated, I've completely changed my life for the better and made me into the ma- the guy that I am today. And I have nothing but gratitude for all of them. And when you date really spectacular people, whether you're a man or a woman, you'll be grateful too because they change you. They change your life. They make you better. Or I should say they give you the opportunity to be better. They went back and forth so many times and that's why I always remained his friend. Well, that's part of the problem. You enable his behavior by allowing him to bounce back and forth 
and saying, okay, I'll be your friend while you go figure your shit out. If you love, value, and respect yourself and a guy's bouncing back and forth, he doesn't have his shit together. So you shouldn't be enabling his behavior by continually taking him back and hoping things are going to be different, especially if more than likely you're working on yourself and trying to get better because you're here. Is he doing that? More than likely, no. Therefore, you're getting better, you're growing, you're evolving, you're becoming more enlightened, if you will, and he's staying the same. And the key is to let that go. The key, Because when you keep taking somebody back, not only do you enable and encourage more of getting jerked around, but you don't create a space for somebody new to come in and fill. I never thought they were strong enough to hold their relationship. I believe when someone leaves a man, it sticks with them. His ex left him. Well, women don't dump men who they're head over heels in love with. But they will dump a pussy. I don't believe he ever got over that. Well, remember, rejection breeds obsession. It wasn't his choice. We tend to want what we don't have. And so obviously it doesn't sound like he's done any work on himself to get any better and fill in his knowledge gap. That's why he's not getting any better and that's why he's constantly bouncing back and forth between you and her because he's still behaving the same way and he hasn't come to that realization yet that he has a knowledge gap and he needs to change his approach. And quite frankly, most people, they never get to that point. But it's not your job to fix him. Also, they have a son together and I believe since this man had two other failed relationships that led to a baby, he didn't want to have a third. I've always been someone he could just talk to and would give him advice. See, you're hanging in there and thinking you're going to fix him and it's just a matter of time before he's going to come around. But the bottom line is you are allowing yourself to be his placeholder. You're allowing yourself to be his backup. And when you value and respect yourself, you ain't going to be anybody's fucking backup. You ain't taking a backseat to nobody. He and I are the same age and his ex is much younger. I finally had enough of his disrespect and decided to end the relationship six months ago. It's like you get to that point where you're just like, I'm fucking tired. After three years of bouncing back and forth, it doesn't get any better. He doesn't do anything to help himself. Why? If you keep doing what you've always done, you will continue to get what you've always got. I believe I put too much into the relationship and he was not putting in anything. What's important to notice that when the other person's not making a mutual effort, whether they're not communicating or they're not making you feel loved, or they're not doing the little things and you've repeatedly asked them for it, I mean at some point you got to realize it's just not going to happen. It's not your job to fix him. It's not your job to sit around and wait and hope that he gets better. The idea is to go find yourself with somebody who's growth oriented like you are and who has high standards because somebody who's growth oriented is going to recognize this and who's a good communicator is going to recognize that they have shortcomings and they're going to work with you together as a team to resolve these things and just talk it out. Every study that's ever been done with the most successful couples that are together long term, they all have one trait and that is they communicate. And they don't – most of the time, they don't go to bed until whatever the problem is, is resolved. When people have that attitude that we're, we're going to work this out, we're going to talk it out, we're going to figure out a way to get there together and meet each other's needs, they find a way. 
But when people just go to their corners, if you will, like in a boxing match, it's just never going to work. Or they withdraw or they refuse to communicate or they stonewall you. It's just never going to work. Or they don't get any better or they don't admit they have flaws or they don't want to work on it or they don't want to talk about it or they don't want to hear what you have to say. It's time to, to let it go. It's hard but that's where loving yourself comes in. Because I wanted the relationship to work, I dealt with a lot. And no amount of you wanting it to work is going to make it work, especially when this guy is not willing to fix what he needs to fix. During this six-month breakup, I allowed him to keep leading me on, thinking he wanted to work things out. That's why you always look at what people do, not what they say. I was thinking he wanted to change to make things better. I would say more than likely you were hoping he wanted to change but you were ignoring reality. I mean you had three years with this dude. I later, later figured out all he wanted was sex or as you say, have fun and hook up. Well, it took me a while to figure out this man just wants sex and he's not trying to provide me with what I need and what I always stress to him what I am looking for at my mature age of 40. It le- better late than never. Again, I believe he would play my weakness for him and use it to his advantage. But then again, you enabled this behavior by putting it up, putting up with it and allowing him to come back in your life and hoping things would be different this time around. Usually if it didn't work the first time around, it ain't going to work the second time around. When you go back to somebody who's unwilling to change, unwilling to work on their flaws, unwilling to really fix things and communicate and talk it out and work it out, It's like you might as well whack yourself over the head with a hammer. I am happy but sad to say I have not given in to him for almost two months now. Good for you. This is a complete change for me. It's like you get to a point and it's like losing weight. I'm tired of being on 100 pounds overweight or I'm tired of this shitty fucking job. I'm going to go find something better. I'm tired of this shitty relationship. I'm going to go find something better. I'm tired of this shitty career. I'm tired of these assholes that I have for business partners. I'm going to get new ones or I'm going to get out of this business or I'm going to sell my part of the business and go do something else or something I've always wanted to do. That's what it takes. People got to hit rock bottom and get to the place where they're just like, that's it. I'm done with this. No mas. However, he has been calling trying to hook up. Well, why hasn't he given up yet? Think about that. Well, the reason why he hasn't given up and gone away is because you've always taken him back. I have expressed to him that I am not interested in being his booty call. Not now, not ever. You're taking your power back. Once you take your power back, then he no longer has any power over you to manipulate you and to keep you from what you want. Because this guy really is an obstacle and a roadblock and that's why the universe brings you people like this. So you can overcome this thing. So you can overcome your tendency to make excuses for somebody who quite frankly ain't treating you the way you want to be treated. He ain't putting out the way you want to be you want him to put out. Because when you tell somebody what you want in a loving way and they ignore you or they won't do it, there's nothing you can do. It takes two people making a mutual effort. I never ever call him and I do not always reply to his text messages. I would just say, you know, it's been great. I wish you all the best. Hope it works out with your ex, but you can never be what I want. You can't offer me what I want. And I've come to that realization. It's been great three years. Had a lot of fun. Got some a lot of great memories. But you need to let me go so I can move on my life and find the kind of person I really want. And then just stop stop answering. And if he keeps calling and pestering you, block his number. 
Every because the bottom line is the more you entertain him, the more it's gonna be in the back of your mind. Well, maybe he he's saying he's gonna change, and maybe this time it'll be better. It's like Gerald Salente said: current events form future trends. You got three years of history with this dude, and it's never worked once. Every now and again, I may reply if the text doesn't sound like he wants to just hook up. If he's just saying hello, I will reply. He's not texting you just to say hello. He's trying a thousand different ways to get you to cave. However, at the end of the texting, it always leads back to, can I see you at your house? I reply, no, you cannot come over to my house. I am not having sex with you and we will not speak for another two or three weeks. It's time to cut that cord for good. Let that fucker go. If he calls my phone and I answer, I cut the conversation off and let him know I am busy. Why bother answering? Now, will this man give up? Well, every time you answer the phone call or you respond, you give him hope that you're going to cave and give in. Because he's got three years of history and eventually you always cave. I can't believe after being together off and on for three years with us around our family going on trips, damn near living together, that this man is a complete asshole. He never put in a complete 100%. That's all you need to know. And he never will. He's not capable of it. But I always stress this to him. You get in what you put out. Maybe he was buying time with me in hopes that him and his ex will get back together. More than likely, but like I said earlier, you enabled his behavior by always taking him back and giving him another chance. That's why I'm confused. Well, when you're confused, it means you're about to learn something. I am completely out of your life. You can do what you want with whomever you're in and you're on my line. You got to cut them out altogether. I know me walking away or never looking back will help me in the long run to get what I am looking for. I know this guy misses me but I don't know if it's enough for him to return as the man I need him to be. Not going to happen, honey. Just not going to happen. Trust me. Three fucking years. That's three years you could have been dating somebody else. And the longer you don't answer his calls anymore. Just fucking block his number. Just tell him off once and for all. It's time to leave you alone. And that's it. Don't ever respond to anything ever again. After And eventually he'll get the message. Throughout our relationship, I helped him a lot with court matters, resume, jobs, friends that passed away, a listening ear. We had fun together and the sex was great. So you were his therapist and his mommy. You tried to save him. You tried to fix him. That's what they call codependency type of behavior. You should read up on that. It's very enlightening. Maybe you had somebody that was an alcoholic or a drug problem or maybe you had psychological problems that was in your family and everybody made excuses for him. If that's the case, then you know that you're emotionally conditioned to to give people like this the benefit of the doubt instead of just saying, this guy's not normal. He can't give me what I want. However, what do you think? He's out of there. Gonzo, see you later. Hasta la vista, baby. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Will a man just keep trying to get sex from a girl that bluntly told him she is not looking for a sex partner? Even though you tell him no every time in the past, You've always taken him back. Plus, when you return his calls or you answer his calls or you respond to some of his messages, you're giving him hope that eventually he's going to be able to talk you into going back 
because he's all he's got three years of that he's got three years of you eventually caving and you've only been for i guess about six months now but like i said every time you answer his call you're enabling his behavior or is he just trying to keep me on his radar i have expressed to him how i feel and he knows that i have deep feelings for him remember people buy based upon emotion they use logic and reason to justify their purchase it's time to return this to the store for good and get your fucking money back. It's time to get a refund on this dude. He's always been aware. The only difference is he can no longer feed me with bullcrap just for his own self-fulfillment. This has worked for him in the past with me. I think for so long he took my feelings for a weakness and used that to have sex with me. I hope that he's not just cruel and heartless. Quite frankly, you've just been too weak to stand up to him. You've been doing better. It's just time to cut the cord permanently and for good so you can focus on your outcome. Focus on the type of man that you want. Do the love letter exercise like I talk about in the book. Make the list of all the things that you want. Just like the list that I talk about where you have the pros and cons, which you can get these on Amazon.com. They're made by it's a company called Knock Knock. So if you just, if you just go to Amazon.com and search Knock Knock pros and cons list, Obviously, all the pros are, all the, all the characteristics that you want, all the must-haves, and all the cons are, these are deal-breakers. I don't want a smoker. I don't want somebody that's overweight. I don't want somebody that's a shitty communicator. All those things. And once you make the list, then you select your, say, your top 10 things out of that list. And just review your list every so often. Review it every day. Focus on your outcome. Focus on positive expectation. Wouldn't it be nice if I met the perfect person for me? Think from that perspective. Wouldn't it be nice if I met the next great love of my life? And think about that every day. Having positive expectation, craving that new person coming in your life. Focusing on yourself, taking care of your body, looking good, taking care of yourself for that future person. Loving yourself enough to move away from a guy like this. And focusing only on your outcome and what you want and the type of characteristics that you want and the person that you want to attract. And anytime you come across somebody, because the universe will probably bring you more guys like this dude, so you got to be awake and you got to be aware and you got to stay focused on your outcome. That's why it's so important to have a list like this. You can put it on your medicine cabinet, you can photocopy it, you can put it in your car, you can take a picture of it and have it in your phone, have it on your computer. Review it every single day. You get what you focus on in life. The more you focus on something, the more your brain will focus on that. What you focus on tends to expand in life. Should I continue to stop communicating with this guy? Yeah, that's it. He's done. Put a fork in him. He's out of here. If he truly wants to be serious with me, not going to happen, honey. Will he give me what I am asking for? If he does not really want me, will he just stop trying? He'll only stop trying once you cut him out for good and you stop responding permanently. Just ghost his ass. That's it. Done. You've replied all the times that you're going to reply. It's time to fucking move on with your life. You deserve better. But you're not going to get better until you're 100% congruent with your outcome and what you want in life. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 